Welcome back to Compounding Happiness, a podcast that takes a genuine and sometimes difficult approach to exploring new ways of thinking, feeling, and acting. Everyone wants to experience more happiness in their life. Let's discover the answers through discussion and curiosity. Welcome back, everyone. Compounding Happiness. This is what we're what we're listening to. <laughs> if you're wondering why my energy is a little bit off or a little bit different, I've changed everything. And what I mean by that is I'm recording in a different place. I have a different webcam. I'm doing my first podcast with actual video that's a solo podcast. So I'm I'm not really in that flow state or that or or the zone, so to speak. So this is this is new for me. This is fun. I'm excited to try different things. I I realized I really just wanted to focus on the growth of this podcast and part of growing means trying new things. So putting videos out for every podcast, not just the guests that I have on. So I wanted to kick it off with something that I think is pretty special, pretty cool, because I actually put, I made notes. I know, I know. I made notes for this episode because it's an eight-step process of how to get out of any bad mood. And I know that's a bold claim. I know that there's so many different things that we've learned over the years or bits and pieces of the puzzle, but putting it all together is really challenging and difficult. And I, I knew I had the pieces, but trying to piece together, like what, what do I do when I'm in a bad mood to not be in a bad mood? Or what constitutes... Jeremy being in a good mood, or how do I incorporate confidence and positive self-talk and feeling emotions? There were all of these swirling ideas, these swirling puzzle pieces, and I couldn't figure out how to put it together. And this process came to me because a couple days ago, I was feeling just really overlooked. And to me, that's different than unseen because I felt like people were seeing me and then choosing something else that... They were choosing their own lives, different friends, different interactions, different circumstances rather than me. And I went, okay, what what is that about? And I was sitting at home watching TV and was just kind of having a pity party for myself. No one understands me. No one gets me. Everyone's choosing other things without realizing like, yeah, well, look at how you're acting right now. Why would anyone want to be around you? So I went, okay, I need to figure out what's going on and get out of this bad mood because I don't want to stay here. I do not want to be in this mood for the rest of the night. It was only like six o'clock and I went, I can't feel this way for another four more hours. So I went on a walk and I came up with this process and I ran it through a lot of different filters. And what I mean by that is I wanted this to be pretty concrete. So regardless of what is causing your bad mood, whether you're feeling anxious or sad, depressed, lonely, unworthy, lazy, whatever it might be, what's causing that bad mood, is there a process that regardless of where you're at, you can walk yourself through and come out on the other side relatively unscathed and better than you were before. So I'm going to give just a brief overview of what the eight steps are, and then we'll dive deep into each step. So the first, allow yourself to feel that emotion. Next is to change your environment. Three, name your emotions. Four, assess the buildup and the fall off. Five, assess when you felt best in your day. Number six is give yourself labels. 
Seven, take ownership and responsibility of your situation. And then step eight is take action. And that seems pretty simple, but it also might seem repetitive or unclear or foggy, which is why I'm going to give you this amazing video or this amazing audio clip that you can listen to to allow yourself to get out of whatever bad mood you're in. And I think the first step of that that actually isn't even included on this list is deciding that you don't want to be in a bad mood anymore because bad moods, they're powerful. It allows you to stay the victim. It allows you to just remain where you're at and not take any sort of action or responsibility. So I guess the real step one, the the pre-step, is you have to want to get out of a bad mood. And I don't know too many people who love feeling terrible every single day. So that's the precursor. If you want to go through this eight steps, you have to be willing to be open and wanting to get out of that bad mood. So the first step, as best as you can, allow yourself to feel that emotion. For me, this has taken over 20 years to refine, fine-tune, even figure out what an emotion is. I always tried to apply my logical brain to it of, okay, I'm feeling some kind of way. Let's assess the why. Let's go through all of these steps, try to ignore the feeling and look at who caused it, what caused it, what what happened. Look at the facts. And I think that that's really great. But for me anyways, I can't I can't get a full picture of it while I'm in it. Meaning that if I'm feeling really angry, if I'm feeling really depressed and I'm just focused, okay, let's skip steps one and two and just go right in and go, okay, what caused it? What's this, 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 this? Before I can do that, it's important to feel that emotion, to allow yourself, give yourself permission to just, okay, I don't really know what I'm feeling right now. Maybe it's anger. Maybe it's sadness. I don't know. I'm just feeling it and realizing that that's okay, that that's not a bad thing, that you're not, that there's nothing wrong with you for having those emotions. But before trying to figure out the why, just feel it for a few minutes. The next step is to change your environment. And for me, this is crucial. This is absolutely crucial because feeling overlooked, feeling bored, feeling unseen, typically is when I'm alone in my apartment and have been alone for a couple hours. And the the logic behind changing that environment to me is if you're feeling unhappy and you're staying in that environment, it's impossible to beat that emotion because you're trying to fix yourself with the very thing that may be hurting you. If I'm bored, staying in the same situation, the same environment that makes me inevitably feel bored, how am I going to have any sort of creativity or accurately analyze and assess the situation if I'm still in it? So remove yourself from whatever that emotion is from that environment and go do something. For me, that always comes in the form leaving my phone at home, going for a walk. So if you have that option, go for a walk, just disconnect. Or if you were, just go to the store, go get a coffee, just do something other than what you're doing right now. The next step is to name your emotions. And as best as you can, just start naming off some of the emotions, some of the patterns that are familiar for you. You know, the, the common ones for me are abandonment, unworthiness, overlooked, unseen. And just putting that label on it now now that I've allowed myself to feel it in the first step and I've changed my environment, I have, it's like a, 
veil has been lifted from my eyes where I'm able to more accurately see it. And I'm accurately, or, or I'm logically able to go, okay, I thought I was angry. I'm actually just really sad. Okay, that's okay. And not beating yourself up again, beating yourself up for it. You know, again, it's really important, really crucial to remain open and to give yourself grace. And as best as you can, just name that, name that emotion. The fourth step is to assess the buildup and then the fall off. And what I mean by that is typically, if you're feeling one emotion at one point right now, at some point in the day, you felt that same emotion. It's a pattern. Our brains work in patterns. So if you were feeling, I, I keep using the example unseen, overlooked, because that's what gave me this idea. That's how I was feeling. So it's pertinent to me. And I realized when I started going, okay, what what was I doing before or what, what caused this? This is where you get to apply the logical, the rational, the, the why behind it. And I went, okay, what, what happened today that made me feel unseen? What was I doing right before it? And then what caused it? And I realized that the pattern was people were picking something else over me. I had plans to go get dinner with a friend. And then ironically, get this, I canceled dinner. I canceled it and then allowed myself to feel overlooked, like I wasn't a priority. After I made the decision, I had another friend, we were, this is going to sound so cheesy, so corny, we were supposed to play Xbox, we were supposed to play Call of Duty. And I texted him and he responded, he's like, yeah, I'll be on in a few minutes. And then he never hopped on. And I instantly, you know, had that high of like, yeah, we get to play and then nothing. No, no connection, felt overlooked, unseen, bored. There were people that, you know, I expected to see someone at the coffee shop that I go to and they weren't there. So that boom plummeted and it was just, okay, now I've gone through the process of what, what likely caused this. The next step is to assess when you felt best in your day. I think it's important to acknowledge the negative, like, okay, what led up to this bad feeling? How did I feel after? But then also look at the other end of the spectrum of when did you feel your best, the most confident, the most present, the most you that you can be, as cheesy as that is. What were you wearing? Who were you around? What were you doing? What was the environment? What time of day was it? And get as specific, excuse me, get as specific as you can because that way, for the next step, it's going to allow you to draw better conclusions and operate in that middle ground. Because now that you know, okay, here's where I felt worst, here's where I felt best, we can discredit the tops and bottoms. The answer is somewhere in this middle ground. The answer is somewhere in between. And now that you've allowed yourself to go and be like, okay, this is when I felt best. What was I doing? Oh, I felt my best today when I was interacting with other people, when I was being social, or if you're an introvert, I felt my best when that person finally stopped talking to me and I was able to get off the phone or they left my office or whatever it might be. And that way you're able to identify both the negative patterns of when you felt worst and then also when you felt your best. This next step is going to sound really familiar to step three, naming your emotions, but it's incredibly different and I'm going to explain why. It's give yourself labels. Using, here's, this is going to sound minor, but it's a, a huge energetic shift. Avoid using first person language. I, me, my, and use second person and third person to talk to yourself. 
to assess your day as if you're a third party, you're an observer. And then with that, use phrases, it sounds like you, or it seems like you, or it's apparent you, and use these phrases to analyze yourself, your day, everything in a positive manner. So I'm going to give you a couple examples and then we'll revisit it. It sounds like you really value relationships. It appears you like consistency. It sounds like you really care about others. I was able to draw these conclusions because my disconnect happened when I didn't feel like I was connecting with someone else. I didn't feel like I mattered. And then my best parts of the day was when I was helping someone else or I was caring or just in interactions with other people. And so using this third person and second person, you or Jeremy or whatever it might be, it takes the ego out of it where you no longer have to beat yourself up for how you're feeling. There's a lot of research that shows that when you're using phrases like I am angry or I am this, even shifting to I feel angry to I feel sad, that's a great step, you know, because now you're not your emotions, but you can take it one step further and do it as if you're giving advice to yourself. Sometimes the best way to give advice to yourself is in this third person manner because you're you're separating, you're disassociating, you're going that next step further of here's the situation and your observer up in the sky just kind of looking down on it. You get a, a bigger picture. Your, your emotions, your feelings, all of that, as weird as it is, starts to matter less. It seems manageable. It's not this overwhelming obstacle that you have to overcome. It just is. It's just part of it. And you're listening. You're more primed to listen when people are saying Jeremy or you. And so doing that simple step of labeling yourself and labeling your values, you know, looking between the lines, you know, as I said, of the best parts and the worst parts. Okay. So say you felt really anxious all day and then you identify, I felt anxious whenever I had to get in the car and start driving, but I felt my best when I was at home and I felt comfortable, the consistency. So then you could label, it sounds like you really enjoy security. It sounds like you enjoy safety. It it appears that being home is more exciting for you. It appears that this is causing a disconnect. And you can just keep going through. And I, I would advise you come up with three or four of these so that you can give yourself some wriggle room in the last two steps to actually work through some of this. This next step is hands down the hardest, at least for me, and it's taking ownership and responsibility of your situation. And you can use the same tactics in step six of using the labels to draw conclusions on what you want to change. So if I'm saying it sounds like I really value relationships and it sounds like I really value connecting with others, taking responsibility of that could look like it sounds like you might be lacking in your social life. It sounds like maybe you need to be on your phone less. It sounds like maybe you need to get out of your comfort zone a little bit more. And doing this, it's, our brains are already primed from the last step to receive this information, where it's not accusational, it's not blunt, it's not it's there's no negative connotation. We've neutralized the situation and now we're a lot more receptive to being presented the factual aspects of it. 
And taking responsibility frees you to then do whatever you need to do. You don't, you, you now have control of the situation. There's, I've, I've been terrified in my life of taking ownership of things, and I'm not saying take ownership of everyone else or of events, but you always have control. You always have ownership. You can always change your attitude on the circumstance, regardless of what it is. You know, there's some people, they could miss their flight, and some people go, this is the worst thing ever. I can't believe this. Ugh. And then their experience is, this is the worst thing ever. I'm blah, 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 blah. But then someone else go, man, I really needed more time to prepare for this upcoming sales call. Thank goodness that my flight was delayed because now, now I have that time. Both people experienced the same exact circumstance, but their realities were entirely different. So by taking ownership, by owning it, by wanting the responsibility, you get to then control the outcome, which leads perfectly into step eight, which is take action. From here, you now have the option to act on any of the conclusions that you made in the previous step. If you are feeling anxious, find something you can control and do that. If you are feeling sad, engage in something you know makes you happy and laugh. You know, watch a funny movie. If you are feeling lonely, call a friend. If you are feeling exhausted, rest. Feeling unworthy, list out the things that you love about yourself. And I know that that might seem overly simplistic, that that might go, it might be counterintuitive to what you want to do because our brains have this fantastic ability of wanting to be right rather than wanting to be happy or wanting to be joyful. But the issue with that is if you are dead set on being right, dead set on feeling what you're feeling, you're not going to get out of it. And that's why I said precursor to even before starting this is you have to be open and want to change, want to overcome and want to get out of whatever bad mood or mindset that you're in. Lastly, if you don't know what conclusions to make, you know, if you're, this is your first time going through it and you're going, okay, I'm not really able to do the, you know, labeling myself and reading between the lines. I, I haven't really done that before. You can use the power of nostalgia to help you with this. So what I mean by that are think of times when you felt opposite of the mood that you're in right now. So if you're feeling really lonely, think of times when you were so engaged with friends that you felt on top of the world. Or on the flip side, if you're feeling really burnt out and really just, I've interacted with way too many people today. Think of that morning walk that you took or that solo camping trip or whatever comes to mind that's the opposite of what you're feeling right now because then you're now in this space of going, okay, I've one, I've felt this way before and I got out of it. Okay, that's, that's important. That's really important to building confidence and knowing that it's conquerable is reflecting on the fact that you've overcome this before. And the other part with that is now, now it just allows you to, even if it's for that brief moment, even if it's, it seems like it's not going to impact your mood right now by like, okay, yeah, really? Should I think of times I was happy? Yeah, because you've gone through and you're not denying the feeling. You're not brushing it under the rug. You're acknowledging it's there. And then you're taking action to try to feel something different. And that simple process, that slight variance, I think is the huge difference because 
That's why this step is last. It's not take action first. You have to go through the experience. You have to feel the emotions. You have to actually experience that. And then if at the end you're still going, Ugh, I'm, I'm still feeling this way. That's okay. Now you can use the power of positive thinking. I'm not a fan of positive thinking. I'm a fan of realistic thinking. You know, if your house is on fire, don't just sit there and be like, yeah, this is great. Um, nothing's going to burn. This is the best thing ever. No, you know, take action. Go through it. Do you have to spring into action sometimes. And you don't have the luxury of going through and feeling the emotion. Sometimes you just have to act. So if it's something, but if it's something like loneliness, depression, anxiety, and after you felt that emotion and you're still feeling it, then you can sit and reflect and go, okay, this is me taking action. Even if that action is just thinking of a thought, thinking of a memory, whatever it might be. And I guarantee you that by the end of this process, if you've gone through and you're open and you're wanting to get out of the bat, that bad mood, I'm not saying you're going to be perfectly like happy-go-lucky, life's amazing, this is great, but you at least have perspective on the situation. It seems manageable. You know that you've at least taken a step in trying to get out of it. You know, you went, okay, I, I listened to that podcast that Jeremy said, I just went through that, I made an effort. And that, when you're feeling as low as you can, even that small win, that small win can be huge. It can drastically change your mood. Don't underestimate the power of a small single step. You know, a lot of us want to go change the world and do all, all of these grandiose things. And in the words of Jordan Peterson, it's like, you know, start clean your room. Set the bar lower, lower your standards. Don't have these unreachable, unattainable goals, standards, expectations for yourself. Set the bar lower. You want to change the world? Okay, clean clean your room and build up from that. So for this exercise, going through getting out of this bad mood, it doesn't have to be, notice that I didn't say put yourself in an amazing mood regardless. It's getting out of the bad mood that you're in. And that doesn't mean that you're going to be positive and stoked for the rest of the day but temporarily you might be and if you're if you feel good for 10 minutes that's 10 more minutes that you probably would have felt bad and i think that's worth celebrating that's a win it doesn't have to be this epiphany aha cloud in the sky moment cloud in the sky moment i don't think that's a phrase that's definitely not a phrase but it is now so that those are the eight steps those were the eight steps, and I went through this process on a walk. It's applicable to me, and the, the irony, talking about the ego, I was so determined on being overlooked that I was. And what I mean by that is I was going through this process, walking, and... <laughs> okay, I'm going to say this. This isn't from a place of narcissism or ego or anything. I take a lot of, I, I work hard to have great health. I exercise daily. I try to eat the right foods and I'm really proud of, of my health, of my physique. I've, I've worked my ass off in order to be healthy and to look healthy. And so it was a beautiful summer night. I was going on the walk, going through this process and I was shirtless, just wearing, you know, workout shorts, running shorts. And in that moment, I was going, okay, I feel unseen, I feel overlooked, I feel this. And it wasn't until I got home and I started writing this out that I realized that on that walk, 
I had four separate instances of someone driving by in their car and doing one of these. The full head swivel double take. And then there was even this one car that was full of like teenage girls who drove by and were just like hooping and hollering and just like yelling at me. And I was, I was deaf to it. I was so focused on being right of I'm unseen, I'm overlooked, that here I have total strangers seeing me, validating me, acknowledging me, all of these things. But I was so determined to feel, to, to be the victim, that I didn't even realize that. And when I got home and I like I started laughing so hard, I went, wow, it's just the it's just awareness. It's developing an awareness of how you feel, what you're what steps you can take, where you're at, and your whole perspective can shift. Your whole everything can change. So to to wrap up, to conclude, I'm gonna run through just once more, excuse me, the eight steps. So as best you can, number one, allow yourself to feel that emotion. Two, change your environment. Three, name your emotions. Four, assess the buildup and then the fall off. What what was going wrong right before you felt this way? And then how did you handle it after? And then the inverse of that, step five, assess when you felt best in your day. What were you doing leading up to that peak moment? And then what happened to cause that peak to decline? Number six, give yourself labels using that second person and third person language to emote some positive feelings. It sounds like you really care for other people. It sounds like you value friendship. It sounds like you're really loyal. Number seven, take ownership and responsibility of your situation. Use use those labels again. Go through and go, okay, it sounds like I need to do this, or it sounds like you need to do this. And that way you can draw some logical conclusions in step seven. And then last step, number eight, take action. Even if the action was going through this eight-step process, that in and of itself is action. So if you reach the end of this and you go, this did nothing, you still took action. You still completed it. You still did it. And based on the conclusions that you drew from step number seven, chances are you're in a hell of a lot better mindset than you were bef- before you went through this. So that's all I have today. I wanted to share this with you because if one person listens to this and they take something of value from it, that's a win for me. Because having that organized approach of, How can I get out of any bad mood? It really worked for me. It really, really, really worked. And it might not work for all of you, but I I don't think that any harm is going to come from it. I don't think you're going to get through this and be worse off. And if you are, then that's probably a likely sign that you've, you've been maybe lying to yourself about some emotions or some feelings, and then you... It gives you the opportunity then to go do a deep dive on that. Like, why are you worse off after looking inward? There's probably something deeper there. So with that said, that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please like, share, subscribe, do all of those things. And until next time, everyone, peace.